Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. We're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct messages. Well, hello, it's just so good to be with you today. And thank you so much that you're taking the time and you're joining with us. And it's great that we have this opportunity to be um, online together. We're excited as well as we meeting and continue to meet in person uh, Sunday by Sunday. And particularly during this Empowered series that we're sharing, we're having the opportunity to pray with and for one another. And we're seeing people being filled with the Holy Spirit for the very first time, which is incredibly exciting and Christians being renewed and restored again. So this is so good and uh, we're so pleased that we can now be with you uh, today. We're going to continue in the Empowered series as we look at today on how to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, what I find exciting about this is that, um, you know, this is not just for the super spiritual for just those. It's, it's, this is within the reach for all believers, for every Christian, to know the filling of the Spirit day by day, every day. And um, sometimes, you know, we can be put off a little bit and think it's for the super ones, the anointed, the, the only those that are the anointed, and for those that maybe are up front or the visiting speakers of this world and those that, that, that prophesy. But it's, this is for all and it's within the reach of all. And that's what I find so exciting. Our vision is to see a church that is empowered, every individual fulfilling their potential, their full potential in God and you. Uh, our prayer is that you would fulfill your full potential in God in the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 18. We're going to read in the NIV. And we read these words, verse 15. Be very careful, says Paul, then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, the, this, the reading, that, that reading, I've just lifted a, a few verses from a chapter 5 which is a part of a letter that is written by, was written by Paul to Christians in a place called Ephesus, ancient Ephesus. It was a Greek city-state on the western coast of Turkey, now modern-day Turkey, but it would have been under the Greek influence at that time, two and a half thousand, two thousand years ago, rather. And in chapter 5, which is a portion of that letter to the Ephesians that Paul wrote, he speaks about Christian life and how to live the Christian life and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And uh, a few verses before that, we haven't had time to read them all, but he speaks about living a life of love in chapter five. And then um, he speaks about being children of light and shedding the light in a dark world. And he then goes on what we've just read, uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then later, we haven't read, but later in that chapter, he then speaks about how this filling of the Spirit can affect you know, our lives for good, 
our families, husbands and wife relationship, relationship with our children, um, our work, our work-life balance and work, and uh, the whole of our, our lives. And it's as important as that. So this, the need to be filled with the Spirit, to be empowered by the person of the Holy Spirit is so incredibly important day by day and in our lives. So we turn our attention then to what he says. He says, be filled, be, be aware, be alert, be wise, be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit. And this is probably the key to the empowered life. Our series that we're looking at together is entitled Empowered. And the key to being empowered, to knowing the power of God in our lives, so that we can live and live and tell the world that Jesus lives and live for Jesus and be like Jesus and be a fully functioning disciple and really achieve the destiny that God has for you and for me is all based on being filled by the Holy Spirit. And as I said, that that's open to all of us and it's within the reach for every one of us. And so we can't say, oh, that's just for them. This is for all. And so it's so important to, for the empowered life. And so the context of what Paul is saying here, when he says be filled with the Holy Spirit, he's speaking about be fully influenced or to live a life controlled and influenced fully by the Holy Spirit. It's about influence. And it's interesting here, he says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Which, which, which comes out in worship and then join. He goes on to say that in that verse 19. And, uh, you know, if a, a police officer uh, stops someone driving in a car, they can sometimes say, you know, uh, can you step out, please? Can you take this breathalyzer test? I believe that you could be under the influence of an intoxicating spirit. And so the idea there, he says, don't be, get drunk or, don't be intoxicated or influenced by wine which leads to a life of debauchery, of, of just living for yourself, living in your flesh, living without God, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, then be influenced by, by, by being filled with the Spirit. We are fully influenced by God so that we can live a life that's empowered and live for God, with God and in and through God. And that is so important. So it's about influence when he's saying being filled. So there's a number of things to this influence. I, I would say there's sort of three areas to this filling. And uh, so, so the idea here, that the first thing I say is this, it's, it's to receive the Holy Spirit so that every part of my life and your life is permeated and influenced by the Holy Spirit. So when he says be filled with the Spirit, he says let the Holy Spirit so permeate and influence every aspect and area of my life. My heart, my motivation, my passion, my time, my life. You know, let every aspect of my area of my, my life, the way what makes me, me, and you, you, and what makes us tick, and the things that we do, and our lives, and our pastimes, and our family, and our work, and our interactions, and the way we live, it's to be so permeated and influenced by God, by the Holy Spirit. And this is what he's getting at when he says be filled. And it's um, the, the way in which it's written there, be filled by the Spirit, literally means be being filled. So the idea there, if you look at the literal translation, means this, be continually again and again and again influenced, controlled by the Holy Spirit. So in a nutshell, when Paul says be filled by the Spirit or with the Spirit, he's saying be again and again and again 
influenced by the Holy Spirit, every aspect and area of your life, again and again and again. It's a continual thing. It's not a one-off thing. I've become a Christian. I got baptised in the Holy Spirit on such and such a day. I spoke in tongues on such and such a day. It's again, day after day, coming to God so that he may influence every aspect and area of our lives. It's a continual thing, not just a one-off thing. And, and the third aspect of this fill-in is, is this. He says, be filled. In other words, it's something that you and I can do and are to do. There's an aspect, it says, be continually filled by the Spirit. And so there's an aspect of it whereby there's something upon you and upon me to be, uh, to do, uh, to allow God, to seek God, to be open to God on a day by day, a continual basis. And so there's something that we are to do, but there's something that we do and there's something that only God can do. So we can seek and we shall find. We can ask and we shall receive. We can knock, the doors are open, as it were, with God, but it's only he can actually influence. Only he can actually flood our lives. Only he is the one who can give us, empower our lives and give us the energy and the supernatural power to live for Jesus, to overcome that habit or break that hurt or whatever it is or compulsion and to, to heal that relationship. He has the power to do, but I am to do what I can do, which is to seek him. And he is then the one who will fill us and fill you and fill me. And so, there, so there's this aspect then of this, this sense of being uh, filled. Now you might say, well, there's, there's those, so there's those three areas that I've just mentioned there, but so how? You know, to be continually influenced and it's something that I'm to come before him. So how do we do that? Well, we need to build a routine and a, da a daily rhythm. I've spoken a lot about this in, in our series, Disciple, but it's, it, we can't escape this. He says, be continually. And so there's something about routine there. You know, routines can be good. There's some routines that can be routine and mundane and bad. But a sportsman and a sportswoman, anyone that completes in, in elite sports, they have good routines. Routines that build their strength, that build stamina, that build skill, that build endurance. That, 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 that aid them to compete in the race and to win the race. And so they, they have good routines, good eating habits, and, and they come again and again and again and again and again. And so routine, there is a routine that can be very good, and the routine of coming before God and giving him our lives again and again and again, and being open and listening to him. And so this is so incredibly important. And to that routine, there is a rhythm. And that rhythm is that sometimes I feel that it's great and I'm doing really well. And sometimes there's a down, downside where I don't feel I'm really doing as well and I give up. But then I, I, the rhythm is I get back up and I come again and, I, and God lift begins to lift. And so there's this ebb and flow. So there's a sense of rhythm. And so sometimes we forget that there's a need of rhythm with our routine. And so we just give up and we just say, that doesn't work anymore. Or we get sidetracked. And so it's really important. And this is what discipleship is. It's building routine and rhythm. But you know, God is the one who empowers us in this. And we find that as we give our lives to him, he empowers us to give our lives to him. And so there's this, there's this move forward with a sense of momentum. And like I've been saying, moments build momentum as we come before God. So don't give up, don't get sidetracked. Come before him again and again. He's a good father. The Holy Spirit loves us, cares, and wants us, wants us to go forward. God's got plans that are good and purposeful for you and for me. And that's his desire. 
And so there's a, there's a, there are three simple things I think that we can build as routine and make in, then into a rhythm. And the first one is to desire. Uh, this is how we can be filled. Uh, to desire, you know, to desire God and desire the Holy Spirit and uh, uh, my life be given to Him. It's it's um, active, not passive. In other words, and there's a desire to meet with God, to meditate on His heart and His heartbeat. And this is something that will ebb and flow. This is why I'm saying there's a rhythm of this in our hearts and lives. And uh, you know, when I first became a Christian, I continually just wanted to, to read God's word, to just speak, to, uh, receive the Holy Spirit, you know, live a life open to God. And, and, but then uh, things begin to wane as I get used to things. And so then uh, there's a coming and, and bringing my life, even in those days and moments when I don't feel so much. So there's a sense of, of, of keeping a desire, of stirring a desire, of, of turning our hearts towards God, even on those moments when we don't seem to be maybe receiving that much or don't feel that much, but this is the sense of good routine. And so there's this coming before him. And so the danger is, I feel, that with a lot of Christians, is that the Holy Spirit, to be a Christian, you have the Spirit living within us. We're filled with the Spirit in that sense, the Spirit within. But then we can become, just get on with our lives. And if we're not careful, we become very passive. But there needs to be an active sense of my desire for the Spirit to say, I just want to give you my heart today. I, my desire for God. I love you, God. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Jesus. And I want to give you my life. And so there's something there. If we, don't, if we just rest back on these things, we find it begins to ebb away. And uh, there's a real sense of being active in the sense of, I'm going to give you my heart again. I'm going to come before. And that's what renewal is about. That's what restoration is about. Um, you know, revival often happens in the church when the church is ebbed and life is ebbed. There's a stirring again of a desire to come back to God. And, you know, don't wait for a revival. You can revive your heart today by saying, Lord, today. And this is why I say routine, a good routine is important. It aids desire and it continues. And there's an ebb and there's a flow. And just be aware of that. But that to me, I want to meet with you, God. I'm going to meditate on what you say to me. You know, for me, um, we take, I take, you know, we, in our family, we take our dog Maggie for a walk. And often it'll be earlier on, on West Park. Uh, for me, there's part of a, uh, a routine and, and there's a rhythm to my life whereby I, I'm, I can talk to Jesus, I talk to the Holy Spirit, and I'm opening up my heart. And, and the, it works for me. You've got to find something that works for you. But the second thing is to then is to yield. You know, when I meet and I meet with the Holy Spirit, I want to meet with you, God. I want to meet with the Holy Spirit. Desires there. It, I, I hear what you're saying to my heart as I speak with you, prayerful conversation, you know, reading of God's word, opening my heart to the Holy Spirit. Then there's a yielding. That's the second thing. We, you know, we need to yield to God. I need to yield every area of my life to God. And um, it's not how much of the Holy Spirit do I have, but how much of me does the Holy Spirit have? <laughs> and how much of you does the Holy Spirit have? Not how much of the Spirit do you have or I have, no, but fill me, fill me, more Lord, more Lord. The more is that God wants us more. Often, often in my life, I've found that it's the Holy Spirit says, Adrian, you know, yield this, give this to me, give this to the Father. And um, the more of us means we receive more of him. And that's, how, that's the way around it should be. We yield, we give to him we feel and know more of him. Very often people say, I want more of God, I want miracles and life and power, and yet there's so much in our lives, we're full of so much stuff that, that the Spirit just can't move in our lives. 
will find it a challenge to move and squeezed out. And there's a real danger. We, 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 we release the Spirit by yielding to the Holy Spirit. Um, D.L. Moody, Dwight L. Moody, the great evangelist, said this, I firmly believe that the moment our hearts are emptied of pride and selfishness and ambition and self-seeking and everything that is contrary to God's law, the Holy Ghost will come in and fill every corner of our hearts. But if we are full of pride and conceit and ambition and self-seeking and pleasure in this world, there is no room for the Spirit of God. And I believe many a man is praying to God to fill him when he is full already with something else. You know, we got it's calling, giving our, yielding ourselves, giving us to him. More of me, I receive more of him. There's room, room for the Holy Spirit to manoeuvre and to flow and flood within us, isn't there? And yield. And finally, it's to trust. So it's desire, yield, trust. You know, um, faith is trust. And it's to have faith in his help. You know, when, as I'm giving my life to him and I'm giving this relationship to him and yielding over my job and my work and my ambitions and my, my hopes for the future, that he will help. You know, it's to, to trust that God really does, the Holy Spirit cares. He's the comforter, the counsellor, the helper, and he really cares for you and me. And even when we don't hear for a moment, in that moment of silence, something's going on, God ultimately does care, and it's trusting that. It's trusting in his power. You know, the Holy Spirit gives a sense of supernatural power and can fill our hearts and lives and change the circumstance and, and heal somebody's body and heal a relationship and heal a marriage and heal a home and heal a broken heart and fix our minds and deal with those habits that are hard and die hard. He has the power to do so and it's trust in him. And this can be sometimes our greatest challenge. You know, we can yield, begin to yield, but do we follow that with trust? And God calls us to trust him. The great, lovely, amazing woman, Corrie Ten Boom, whose family during the Second World War um, helped uh, Jews uh, escape from the Nazis, but eventually her family were caught and then taken to a concentration camp and her, her dad died, and her sister died, and Corrie Ten Boom came through that concentration camp uh, and lived and survived and wasn't bitter, but her Christian faith was remarkable. She said this, the human spirit fails except when the Holy Spirit fills. The human spirit fails except when the Holy Spirit fills. How powerful it is to trust the Holy Spirit to, to be filled, to be released, to yield and to believe that God's going to break through and help me and empower me and give us power to come through and to know him. You know, my um, prayer for you today is that you will choose to be continually released and filled and powered by the Holy Spirit. As you open up your heart and mind to the Holy Spirit and build a routine eat and, and, and a rhythm each day and come before God and begin to give your heart and mind, he will empower you. That, that's exciting. We'll see an empowered individual, which is an empowered collective church. And then as we can tell the world that Jesus lives and that Jesus lives in me and through me. And how exciting is that? May you know the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life. God bless you and thank you. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies.